Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to another episode of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we shape the mindset of the high achiever to think like an entrepreneur. We talk with masters of the craft to get the cheat codes to success, helping elite enterprisers level up and maximize their brand. I'm your host, LZ, the mayor. Now let's get to it. All right. So, Jamar, thank you so much for taking some time out. And um, you, before we hit record, you said that you were amazed that you were on time. So I appreciate <laughs> you, yes, you being on yes. time. That, that helps me out. So I yeah. appreciate that. I was on time. I mean, normally it, it doesn't happen this way um, for the, all these chips to line up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're right down from the office. So I was like, yeah, let's, yeah. you know, yeah. I can't mess this yeah. up. <laughs> so why is that, Jamar? Why are you always late? Why am I always late? Yeah. Dude, I just got too, I got too much going on. And so when I try to be on time, I'm juggling a lot of different things. So then usually I'm always, you know, a couple minutes late. Got it. Just especially when I have to be somewhere in person. Mm -hmm. Now virtual, you know, usually there's always a few minutes just because I'm going from one meeting to the next. I shouldn't do back to back. But yeah. um, But yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm learning. I'm learning. But I've, I've been late since I was like a teenager. So that's the thing. At I was late point, to school. At this point, it's the thing. I was late to everything, man. Hopefully, I'm late to my own funeral. You know, that's that's, that's the goal. <laughs> that's the goal. That's funny. So we can actually, I think we can build on that. We can yeah. build on that whole uh, self awareness piece and how you manage that. Of but before we get into any of the good stuff, Jamar, mm-hmm. can I get a oh yeah? Oh yeah. That's, nice. That's, nice. <laughs> See, that wasn't so bad. That's it. I mean. Or what? That's kind of like the Kool Aid Man. Kool Aid Man. You know, the, oh yeah. I've had I've had that. I've had people play it for you me on the guitar. Up in your walls in your house. Let me tell you something that happened to up, me. But. So <laughs> I promise we're going to get to the the interview. Yeah. So we're standing here uh, yesterday. Uh, we had a, um, a, an interview and everything went, goes great. We're standing around. We're just kind of chatting. And um, for whatever reason, the, the door wasn't like I generally I keep it locked just because. I don't like people, you know, yeah. surprising me. Yeah. So I look over and two firefighters just step in the door, like out of nowhere. I didn't know that they were coming. They fully suited? Fully suited. Did, no, no, they were in their um, pre- Yeah, okay. In, or whatever. Uh, but it's the fire marshal coming yeah. to make sure that we're all up to code. But it was funny because the moment they walked in, everybody looks at them and then everybody automatically looks at me. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening either. You know what's so funny? <laughs> When I don't know happen? why they're here. Yesterday. 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 This happened like three weeks ago for me. I was sitting in the office, a bunch of people working. I'm in a meeting and these two, two dudes just come into there and they're just all up in the office and everybody looks at me. <laughs> the same thing happened. And I'm like, I don't know why they're here. So I have to go walk over there. Like, hey, can I help you fellas out? Like anything you need? Yeah. And then they talked about the code, you know, and I was like, okay, okay, this this makes sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. This makes sense. But they just, they don't introduce themselves. No, they just, just kind of showed in up. And, 
Like, you know, I'm no pretty sure the door was locked, so they had a, they probably had a key, had a key, which it, was weird. Yeah. So this is the transition here. Talk a little bit about entrepreneurship and being able to fly um, by the seat of your pants, because yeah. on the outside it looks like we know what we're doing, yeah, and like everything is smooth <laughs> and it's. That would be nice. But really, it, it's kind of like you deal with things as they happen and yeah. things that you don't expect to happen happen. Yeah. How do you? Um, because you've been been at this for a while now. Yeah, almost right. a decade. Right. So uh, eight years. Yeah. So yeah. how do you manage that? You know, entrepreneurship. There's no. There's no book that tells you exactly what you need to do. You know, every industry is different. Everything that you, every step that you take is different. And in business, especially when you started for yourself, your grassroots, you're doing something different, unique or innovative. You have to fly, you know, by the seat of your pants because you're constantly pivoting and changing to find out, you know, and I think every entrepreneur wants to, you know, as like a doctor, they want to hit the vein, you know, of like, okay, this is, this is working. I'm getting a good flow. Um, and I think in my business, I have to pivot and change so many times, um, where you just have to be comfortable within, within that change. Um, and also have that confidence within yourself to take a little bit of those risks, believe in yourself, um, that it's all going to work out because you're not going to have all the answers. And as you grow and scale, um, you know, when you first start your business, you just want to get a little bit of change so you can eat. <laughs> Yeah, eat, eating, then, is, eating is good. Eating is good. Eating yeah. is good. You know, shelter is not so bad either. Shelter, having shelter, a place like, to like live, the shelter, is not so yeah. bad. Yeah. And then as you build up, and then you got different problems. You know, you got employees. You have, you know, as you grow and scale, you have now when you have a little bit of cash. Now, what do you do with it? How do you maximize it? How do you, you know, and then then you kind of get this itchy finger to say, okay, do I invest in something? Do I try something? Do I do this? And then you may take a, a hit and you may fall back. You have to, you know, relearn. So it's just a ton of learning lessons. Mm-hmm. And as long as you learn from each one of those learning lessons, you're going to be fine. Yeah. You're going to be just fine. Yeah. Talk, talk a little bit about self-awareness, right? Yeah. Um, I heard you say you, um, you know that you're always late. <laughs> Been that way since you were in yeah. school. Yeah. Talk yeah. about self-awareness and how important that is in, in business. It's not just important in business, important in, in your life. Um, self-awareness is the key to get you to whatever you want. Um, I, it's funny because just yesterday I recorded the first half of my course, um, putting together about how to change your circle, um, you know, how to get your ideal customers and meet influential people. And in that, I was talking about self-awareness and it is literally the key, like your, like your Thanos with the gauntlet and you, in reality can be whatever you want it to be. Cause once you unlock that, you have full control of what's happening because you're self-aware of what's happening. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's, there's three ingredients to unlocking your self-awareness. And so one is fear. You know, you have to master fear. Um, how do you break through it? How do you acknowledge it? Most people don't even acknowledge the fear and they just become paralyzed or they turn, you know, worse, they turn and run the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is confidence. So you have to gain confidence with yourself, you know, believe in what you're doing. And, and not just the loud confidence. Some, some people are, you know, quiet and confident, you know, and it's, it's totally fine, but you just have to be sure in yourself that you're making the right decision and be able to wing it a little bit. You know, you're not going to have all the answers, like I just said. So you got to have that confidence to take that step forward and say, I don't know all the answers, but I'm going to take a step. And then the next one is, uh, is perspective, you know, perspective. So the wider perspective you get and you stop looking at life through a paper towel roll, you know, that is when you're going to make a lot of leaps because you're looking at something from a bird's eye view. Um, you know, some, one of the things for me, when I actually went to London for the first time, 
I thought, you know, just I'm in my own world, you know, in America, I'm here. When I went international, it changed my perspective completely because I was the foreigner, mm. you know, and I'm like, I don't even know how to cross the street. <laughs> you know, I'm learning all these things different. So when I went back here, I was like, wow, this is like my whole thought process. I'm like, there's more to life <laughs> than just what I had in my bubble. So you learn those things. And the last one I like to sprinkle on there is, uh, is self-love. You know, you have to love yourself first and not seek validation from others. Um, so, so that way you can truly, you know, believe in yourself, love yourself first and, and not just look for others to bring you up, um, in this world. And so self-awareness is key. So if you talk about for business, um, as these things are happening to you in business, the more that you're aware and you can make those changes, the quicker and faster you can implement. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. I think the other thing that I'm, that I think about um, in self-awareness is really um, understanding who you are. Yeah. But almost uh, as, as importantly, understanding what you are not, yeah. understanding <laughs> why you are not. Um, that makes it really easy to yeah. really get, gain that clarity and focus. Yeah. Um, where are you from? You're from uh, Milwaukee originally? Yeah. So I've lived in Milwaukee the longest. Um, so I grew up in Tosa, but I moved around quite a bit. So I went to four different high schools in three different states. Um, so it was also North Carolina and then also Virginia. Um, I say I'm here, you know, like I'm from here because uh, I've been here the longest. <laughs> so got it. Got it. How long? I got most connection. How long? Um, so... So I was I was born in North Carolina, moved out here and all the way up to about high school. Then I moved around. And then about when I was 19 years old, I moved back here. So now I've been here ever since. I'm 35 now. So got it, I don't even got know it. what that math is anymore. Got it. That, that happens. The, the more and more. It's the like, you get. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> man. I don't know what that was some is. years ago. Yeah. I've been here for a minute. <laughs> for a minute. For a little bit. What? How, how has that shaped you? Right. Because a lot of times we look at. um where we are today, mm-hmm. but where you come from, your experiences, moving to four different high schools, yeah. that taught you some things. Oh, 100%. And back then, I, I hated everybody and everything because I was moving and I was you know ripped away from the things that I knew. But now I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for just getting those experiences, seeing something different and seeing, you know, meeting different people, different cultures, uh, different backgrounds, different types of, you know, the way, even from schools, like how things are done. Um, and it just, I think that's what really helped me change my circle again and again is because I've been doing it all my life. <laughs> I've been doing it all my life. And every time that I feel like I'm getting too comfortable, that's when I know I need to, I need to change. Yeah. You know, I need to, and it's not saying I'm leaving behind. It's just saying that I need to go find new circles. Mm-hmm. I need to keep experiencing, mm-hmm. you know, new things. Yeah. It, it's always funny when people like from our past are like, well, Elsie, you changed. I was like, haven't you? Like, yeah. like, <laughs> hopefully I'm not the same Elsie at this age as I was when I was 17. For that sure. would be a, a tragedy. Sure. So, so I hear yeah. what you're saying in terms of yeah. you're not leaving behind, but you're, yeah. sh- you're, you're shifting and you're changing, which is, which is natural. Yeah. Um, okay. So how we get into business. So, um, I happen to know just because I know you a little bit yeah, yeah. that you were in IT. So yep. take us through you. Um, so you're settled. You're here. You're, did you go to college? What college? Yeah, I didn't go to college. Um, I think I applied to one technical college and just never really pursued it. Uh, my dad was really on me about pursuing that. Um, cause he was him and my uncle kind of one of the first people to go to college. Um, and so he was really important for, for that to happen. 
it just wasn't in my destiny. I don't think. <laughs> was, well, I, I imagine know. that whole being late thing got in the way of that. That was a little, yeah, a little troublesome. Because <laughs> being late. It's like, where um, is Jamar? <laughs> and I just didn't believe, you know, in this. I don't know. I think back then my whole mindset, my whole brain was all messed up. And so I just didn't believe in like going down that path. It was Got all about it. music back then. Got it. Um, so I was really trying to pursue music career. Um, and so then, you know, you fast forward, I was in, um, I was working in IT, um, but also I was really heavy on my music career. I mean, I was, uh, my peak was in about a hundred shows a year, um, traveling all around, open up for TI, Snoop Dogg, Keisha Cole, Common, um, Bone Thugs at Harmony, list goes on and on, um, traveled all around. And all of a sudden I, uh, ripped my vocal cords and, and, performing at the University of Minnesota and it was devastating. Um I didn't realize what happened. Mm-hmm. Now were you a rapper, singer or what kind Yeah, of? rapper. So okay. motivational okay. hip hop artist. Okay. Yeah. So I did a lot of like just high energy motivation. Similar to what I'm doing today, you know. <laughs> Motivating, inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. you know, just it's a little different, you know. Um still that entertaining element yeah. uh to it. But so I was just I was doing this music stuff and um and I feel like it just, you know, my my purpose got ripped. Mm you know, from me. And so I was depressed for about two and a half years, um, trying to rediscover myself, you know, just kind of like, what am I doing? So I was just still working in IT at that time. I was able to do the music and the IT stuff. I get this question a lot because I actually had a boss at the time. Um, he's, he's now grown into a mentor of mine and we got a, a great relationship now, but he actually allowed me to do that. Mm. You know, he kind of saw that that was my passion and he supported it. But that's actually what turned around my mindset as I was working in uh, my corporate job to make me care about it more. Mm. So this is kind of a lesson for all the people that are in, you know, um, in business, especially if you're in HR or if you're a manager of people, you know, you want to support their dreams. You want to support what they care about, because if you do that, in turn, they're going to support what you care about. And so it's a lot of times we think like, oh, they're, they're so, they're so obsessed with the outside, like, you know, with their outside activities and their hobbies and whatever. It's like, no, build them up, build that up and, and support them. So actually after like, you know, two and a half years of me working at, um, at my job, um, I didn't really care about it until, you know, he, he just kept giving me that, you know, like that, that, that kind of that rope, you know, to say, Hey, go out there, do what you do. I know you're passionate about this, which made me care about the business. So once, once I tore my vocal cords, I just dove my whole self into the, into my corporate job. Um, and then unfortunately, so after eight years working there, um, 45 people got laid off and I was one of those people. And so that's when I started my business, um, because, I was like, either I'm going to go back into the workforce or I'm going to do this myself. And um, the reason why I actually started my business is to give myself a chance, but also because I had moved around so much when I was a kid. I didn't want that to be my destiny. Mm. You know, when I got laid off, because my dad, that's why we moved around. People mm. ask like, well, where I was in military, blah, blah, blah. No, layoffs. Mm. It wasn't by choice. Mm-hmm. It was layoffs. Mm-hmm. So my dad was just trying to find the next thing. Yeah. And so he went, you know, whatever to provide for the family, which yeah. I'm super grateful for. Yeah. But that, when it happened to me, I was like, I'm not in control. So I need to be in control, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. that's, that's when I started my business. Yeah. Now, why marketing or, or, <laughs> or entertainment marketing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's all I know. <laughs> It's all I know. Um, it took me a while to figure that out. So when I first started my business, it was anything I was kind of good at. You know, I had like 25 different services 
You know, not, I, not 25. <laughs> I had a bunch of it. Anything, dude. Artist <laughs> consulting, beat production, video photography. Um, I was doing, um, man, I had so many, so many different things. I was doing, uh, what else was I doing? Um, oh yeah. Artist consulting. I was doing, um, entertainment management. I mean, anything I was good at. I, I actually have the old site. I have a picture of it, of all the services. I got to post it somewhere. Um, <laughs> And so I just wanted to just get out there and try something. So when you say why entertainment marketing, like why branded entertainment? I mean, it took me a while to figure this out, but I was trying to be something I wasn't. Mm. And I just want that to sit for a second mm. because I think in business, we try, we see all these other players out there and we try to mimic, mm-hmm. but, and I was getting a little bit of traction, but not much, you know, enough, to, you know, here and there until I said, you know what? I'm just going to let everybody know who I am. You know, and I think it's also because I lost my identity from music. Mm. So I didn't know how to be. So I was trying to like be this professional dude. <laughs> I wasn't wearing my hat. I wasn't like I was being somebody else. Yeah. And I just started to be myself. And so that's when I'm like, I'm just going to dive 100% into who I know, mm-hmm. which is myself and just teach other people how to have that entertaining, engaging way of marketing. Um, cause so many people are just doing it in a way that is bland. Mm-hmm. You know, and they just, they're, they're missing it. How do you really connect with community? How do you connect and engage with an audience? And so I was like, let me just dive a hundred percent into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all the, the, the time that I went through as far as growing my music career, I just now apply that to businesses. Mm-hmm. What, what would you say would be that? The top thing, like if, if you could teach a, a mini micro course in, in the next two minutes, what would you teach me? <laughs> um, one would be to create leverage and add value mm-hmm. to others. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, what you're doing here, I mean, podcasting is absolutely incredible. Um, it's just a way that you can create um, a show and where if you think about traditional media, everybody wants to hop onto a TV show. They want to get a radio slot. They want to get some press or an article written up. You know, those are platforms which have leverage. Mm-hmm. So you have to get some type of leverage. Mm-hmm. Um, so starting something that adds some value, you know, to other people is so crucial. So starting a podcast, honestly, even just a simple referral is, mm-hmm. is excellent. You know, giving intros to people. Eventually they'd be like, you gave me so many intros. Like, I, what do you do again? <laughs> you know, like, like, what's going on? Let, let me, let me figure out what's, what's happened. Or I got to introduce you to somebody because you just be giving me so much value. Mm-hmm. So add value, but do it also in a way that is entertaining and engaging and showcase the value that you're giving, not in a boast, in a boasting way, but in a way that you're showing what you do and how you give back and your impact. Mm-hmm. Because the more you do that, people start to, add you up with that. You know, they start to think of you as, you know, like, oh man, I keep seeing you doing this, but you're doing that, you're doing that. And it's great because you're on top of mind. Mm. And so the more that you could do that in a more entertaining or engaging way um, is amazing. I think the last thing I would say is just, you know, create an experience. So do an event, you know, have some type of way that you can, um, and you can start off really small, but just have some way to add some value to somebody else and and showcase other people than just yourself. Mm-hmm. So you got to align yourself with somebody else's, you know, vision, mission, values, uh, because if you make it all about yourself, it looks very self-centered and no one cares. <laughs> Pretty much. It's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah, yeah. You've seen people that they'd be marketing and it's like, it's all about you, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, holy crap, man. Jamar said it. I didn't. <laughs> Jamar said it. 
It's like, dude, I mean, <laughs> if you give me one more discounted promotion thing, you know, 20% off, get it now, get it now. It's like, holy crap. I mean, I don't care. I don't care. But if you if you align yourself with somebody else's stuff, mm. I'm like, oh man, okay. I'm 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 starting to peep what you're doing now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what um so a lot of our listeners, uh, we call our listeners enterprisers. Um, they're a lot of them are B two B. They're um, uh, entrepreneurs. Not everybody has that skill set, like mm-hmm. Jamar Jones, that's mm-hmm. the the entertainer and um, person who can take a a, a brand from zero to a hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the first steps? I, I'm I'm running my business. I know I need to be. To doing these things, I know I need to to leverage. What's the first step? Like, how do I date tomorrow? I listen to the show. I'm taking notes. What's the first thing I? I yeah, I first step. Stop making excuses. I mean, if you really think about it, yeah, you know the excuses that we that self talk that we have in our head. Um, it's crazy. If you have a small business and you're in the B two B space and you're 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 scraping, you're hustling. Um, first of all, stop looking at everybody else and focus on yourself. Can you say? I'm just. I'm sorry. Can you just repeat that? Repeat that. <laughs> just stop for, looking at for the, everybody for the people else. in the back. Stop looking at everybody else <laughs> and focus on yourself and stop making excuses. Yeah, it's the truth. Yeah. I mean, before I get into the tactics, you need to. I mean, first you have to really have a, some talks with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because even as you grow and scale, it's not like these problems are going to go away. Mm-hmm. It's not like time is just going to all of a sudden appear. You have to create the space uh, for things that are most important to you and prioritize correctly. Mm-hmm. And that's it. There's no secret to that. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and it's a hustle. It's a grind. Yeah. You know, so you got to put in the time, you know, you got to really hustle. Um, and so I, I say all of that because... A lot of times when I interact with people and I, and I get that question on a lot, it's not when I give them the tactics, what's going to stop them is them. Mm-hmm. So stop making excuses. Mm-hmm. So the tactic is just post and, and showcase your day. Mm. You know, like a post is going to go out about this. <laughs> you know, we appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just going to showcase the day. Yeah. What did I work it on? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Don't make it complicated. Stop thinking about all these different titles and things you have to post. Just post on your day. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Yeah. And if you think it's boring, post it anyways. Because mm. it's exciting to somebody. Mm-hmm. So just post it and don't overcomplicate it. If it's just a photo, if it's just some text first, you know, if you want to do a video, you can, but of course, you know, that's where a lot of roadblocks are happening. So, and just stay consistent. Mm. So just start posting because what I'm, the reason why most people, most people's problem is that they just don't know about you. Mm. They don't know about what you got going on. You're like, man, how do I get these clients? How do I do this? Yeah. They got to know about you. Yeah. So start getting that out there, start posting and just start showing people. I think in the B2B space, LinkedIn is the number one platform. Um, I think that TikTok is, is growing. Mm-hmm. Um, as far, as far as in that space, it's not all just dances mm-hmm. and, and people singing songs anymore. Yeah. Um, there's a lot in that space. Um, we're starting to dive deeper into that, into that space as well. And then YouTube, you know, really start, you know, diving into YouTube. Um, but I don't want to overcomplicate it. I really want people to start posting and stop making excuses. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Keep it simple. Like yeah. the whole kiss. And I'm not saying that business is going to flood in. What I'm saying is you have to build some brand equity. Mm-hmm. No one knows you. Yeah. How are they going to trust you? Mm-hmm. Especially if, you're, if your offer is thousands of dollars, you have to build trust. Yeah. How do you do that? Mm-hmm. You have to showcase yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to show show up consistently. I, yeah. I totally agree, and that's one of the things that I that I love. When I first got into podcasting, 
Um, selfishly, it was it was two two reasons. I was stuck um, in my day job that I absolutely hated, and I'm like, I have two choices. I could do this for another 25 years mm. and maybe get an opportunity, or I can do this on my own, and I, I and it's up to me. But I recognized that there was a gap, like there was something I was missing. So I said, I'll I'll bring business folks on, um, and I'm giving away the secret now. But um, <laughs> and I just I I asked them the questions that I wanted to know. I got yeah. their their input, their feedback, and in return, I promoted them. I I shined a, a, a light on them. I to your point, I referred people to their business, and and it it kind of worked. Yeah, you know, here yeah. we are. Um, yeah. So so you're 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 spot on. Um, Talk a little bit about, uh, I call it ROR, return, return on relationship. Um, <laughs> because I found that if there's anything oh, that I on. would do <laughs> more yeah. when I first started my career, it's that. It's investing yeah. in the relationships, investing in, um, you know, even more time in helping build, um, as you alluded to, other people. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Because I, I from... From outside looking in, I think you're you're pretty good at that. Yeah. So, so talk about ROR. It's the number one priority for me. You yeah. know, I mean, just building those relationships, constantly changing my circle. So, I mean, okay. So if we're if we're really talking about B two B, you know, businesses, relationships are everything. Literally everything. And the higher ticket your your services, the more and more that's important. Mm-hmm. So if you are so focused on other things and not building relationships, you may need to reevaluate kind of what the top three things that your business is focusing on. Mm-hmm. Um, building relationships for me, and I have a ton of stories. <laughs> I have so many stories. You gotta give us. A, you gotta give us at least one. <laughs> I have so many stories. So, um, so let me let me let me frame it up first. Let me just give some context, and then I'll give you a story. So, um, just some context. So. Building those relationships is absolutely key. Um, you have to add value to those relationships. You can't just be like, hey, you know, with your hand out. Um, <laughs> I don't know if people remember the Proud family, uh, but <laughs> there was that bully that always had their hand out like this because <laughs> they wanted the cash. <laughs> so it always comes up in my head where they, it's like they were like this dark blue or something. And they just always had, that was the only thing they did is they had their hand out. So that's why I feel like people do in relationships. They just got their hand out. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, put some in my hand. So you have to build relationships and add value. And so, and how do you do that? You have to um, have something of interest to them. So, you know, obviously the referrals is a super simple thing, you know, creating an experience, you know, having a podcast, doing those type of things creates value for somebody else um, that you can give to them. So one story that I have is um, uh, my recent um, interactions with David Meltzer. So, I mean, he is serial entrepreneur, you know, multi, multi-millionaire, um, involved in so many different ventures, inter- uh, international speaker. And I had, I'd shot my shot. So I was following him for a while, um, on LinkedIn and we actually had connected in 2020. So that's when everybody was <laughs> connected yeah. with everybody. And, uh, it was on LinkedIn. And at the time he wasn't doing all the stuff he was doing now, um, and so about two years, fast forward two years, and I actually, uh, last year I shot up a message and I said, dude, we've been following each other for a while. I've been seeing you grow. Um, would love to have you on my podcast. Just asked him. And he actually got back. He's like, all right, cool. Let's connect. Uh, connect. I'll connect you with my team and we'll see if it's a good fit. So I talked with his team, um, told him about the podcast. And that's when being consistent, showing up really helps. Uh, because as we had other guests, they saw like, okay. They actually care about this. This could be worth David's time. So David showed up on a podcast. 
Um, and so we actually started talking, got to know him a little bit more uh, through the podcast. And he really loved the change your circle, change your life. He was like, man, this is incredible. I totally believe in that. Um, so anyways, afterwards, you know, at the end of the podcast, he's like, let's do more. And I was like, okay, maybe that's the door opening for like, let's do some other stuff. So then I, um, I hit up his team and I was like, dude, how do, you know, like, let's, let's talk. Like, what else you got going on? Here's what I have going on. I told him about the conference. I'll tell him about all those other things. And then he's like, David really wants you to come out, um, to Vegas and be on this TV show. And it's on streamed on Apple TV. Roku TV is coming out really soon. Um, and it's got a ton of other influencers, celebrities on there. It's crazy. It's crazy to be invited to something like that. But it was all because I was building an an actual relationship. So after I went out to Vegas, we're starting to build. Now they're like, hey, you want to come out to VCom with Gary V and blah, blah, blah. Like now this stuff is starting to build. It's all because of the relationship and the equity. Every time you put in a coin with somebody Mm -hmm. and you keep giving them value. And also I'm showing up consistently. So they're also seeing the other things. And every time I talk to their team, like, dude, you're doing this, you're doing that. We definitely want to get you involved. We, We see We see the come up. We're trying to get involved, you know. Um, so now we're talking about him coming out to our conference to speak. So, like, now it's just starting to grow. Um, I didn't go in there asking for a bunch of stuff right away. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it's all about how you build. So, you know, just adding to somebody's life is what you want to focus on. How mm-hmm. do you add to somebody else's life? Mm-hmm. You know, especially those people that are more influential, you got to give something, you know, before you ask for it. Mm-hmm. Talk about, um, cause I heard you say, um, during this process, right? Cause I, I know I do it when, yeah. um, somebody reaches out, they want to be on the show or they want me on their show or, or anything. I'm looking at their website. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm checking out their podcast. I'm looking at, um, are they serious about this? Cause I am, you know, yeah. this is literally this how I do. feed <laughs> my family. So <laughs> I want to make sure that, that anything that I'm involved in or that my brand is involved in is, is quality. Yeah. Um, talk about quality and intention. Oh my God. I could, we could have a whole other <laughs> podcast on that. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. So, uh, the quality and intention. Uh, so for me, that is, that is one of the number one things that is important to me. When you talk about brand, the quality of your brand speaks, you know, volumes of, of who you are. And if you come to me with some busted up stuff, I'm just not interested. I'm not intrigued. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't want to learn more. So having that quality is so crucial. When I talk to people about, um, you know, even just doing something, and this is the problem I have with certain smaller markets, you know, as I get, begin to travel and start to see a lot of stuff, I think the way that Milwaukee can show up more is by the quality of what they do. Hmm. So how do we amplify the quality to get more of the attraction, you know, for people? And that's why when we wanted to create a conference, you know, I was like, I don't want to do it in some rinky-dink hotel. You know, like, like let's up the game. Let's mm-hmm. up the game. Let's you went all the way quality. up. I went too, I went too you, high. You went, you went all the way up. He's like, all right, we... we <laughs> Go to the top. <laughs> I, went, I went straight to the top. Um, but the quality of that conference, because it was the inaugural conference, yeah, I needed to make sure the quality was was huge, mm-hmm. so that way people knew it wasn't some busted up thing that was going on. Like this is really innovative. This is I'm serious about this. Yeah, we got to do this mm-hmm. because it elevates the whole game, and you get different players, different. Once again, you you have to elevate your mindset. So when you think about your quality, I'm all about just getting started. So just get started. You know, first of all, you know, don't let that, don't let the quality stop you. But if you want results, your quality matters. 
So diving into the design, the visual, the copy, you know, how you're presenting yourself. I mean, I'm even now starting to really build out almost like a funnel for each interaction piece that I have with somebody. Um, so think about like, what are your key points of contact that you have? So if it's business relationships, if it's, um, events that you go to when you give out your business card, kind of map out what your funnel is and create quality experiences at each step of the way to build relationships. And that's something that I'm diving into more, you know, trying to really give people that value again and again. Because when I meet with these influencers that I work with, a lot of these people have these like crazy funnels. I mean, it's insane. And there's so much quality that as you go through with it. And they're not asking really for anything until you get towards the end. Mm. And I'm like, dude, I'm getting hit. And I don't feel like it's I'm getting bombarded. It's just more like, dude, I'm getting this. I just got a text about this. You know, this is happening. This is happening. And I'm like... And then when I talk to them behind the scenes, they're like, yeah, this is all automated. This is all automated. So it's just about being intentional about the quality, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and and make sure that visual representation about what you do is first and foremost, because that's where people, yeah, they're going to find out your website. They're going to watch maybe a video. Is that video looking busted? You know, you you need need to make sure your quality is there because when they, when they figure out, are you the right one for the service? Are you going to get that same kind of quality with the service? with the product Mm -hmm. you know so that quality i feel like has to has to be there yeah and i mean i'm i'm with you on the start where you are but even with that there's a certain level of intentionality and Mm -hmm. execution that you can see Mm -hmm. even if even if a person's just starting like if you're building the website yourself yeah i can tell if you like if you put some time (laughs) into it like if you did if you read some tutorials or if you just don't care like yeah. you can tell. Yeah. Um, so that I like at that disclaimer, like yeah. totally start where you are. I started yeah. my podcast in my car, yeah. on my phone, on my lunch break. <laughs> right. I listen to it now and I'm horrified. Yeah. You gotta start. But, but you have yes, to start. I'm horrified but, but, in the first my first year of business. Yes, it was, but I it see. was the absolute best podcast I could do with what I had right. at that time. So right. Right. I always like to add that disclaimer because it's not going to look like what it's going to look like. Sure. Um, but you have to start. Um, talk about people um, because we're talking about return on relationship. We're talking about um, investing in relationships. Um, you have a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wouldn't be able to do a lot of what you do yeah. without a team. I, I don't want to say nothing but because I'm pretty sure you're awesome. But, <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm pretty sure that a lot of that is because you have a yes. great team. Yeah. Talk, turn that inward, right? And talk a little bit about that investment in your people. Yeah. Um, I heard you say, uh, your boss gave you that hope, gave you yeah. that freedom, gave you that flexibility. He invested in you. Yeah. He and here is the return on, yeah. on that investment. So talk a little bit about that and yeah, investing in your people. I, it's, it's really important. So as you grow and scale, you know, especially for you, you go from a solopreneur to, um, you know, an actual organization, you know, where you, you got to build a team, uh, and you're, and you're starting to think about how to scale. Um, investing in people is so important. So I, I, I just heard this and I, now this is kind of like my new saying that I've been saying now, but for people to consider if you're a manager of people or an entrepreneur, um, or a CEO or founder. So kind of follow this method. So you want to hire fast, you want to fire faster and you want to promote fastest. And so the reason is, is that. A lot of times, you know, if you got like 25 interviews, you know, for for somebody to land, like you're wasting a lot of time. (laughs) There's things that you're just not going to know. And I know you want to be sure you want to do this. 
but you're just not going to know. So, you know, in our interview process, depending on the role, you know, sometimes it's one interview. Sometimes I barely have an interview and I'm just like, let me give you a task. <laughs> let me see like what's going on. Yeah. Um, let me just get you started and see where this goes. Um, and I think one of the challenges that I had is that the higher or fire, um, you know, faster, you know, it's always, it's especially for people that really care. You know, you, you invest in your people, but you also don't want to see them fail. Yeah. And so when there's something's not clicking and something's not working, um, the longer you stretch that out, you're doing a disservice to both parties. Um, so if you know in your gut, you got that gut feeling, you know, it's probably time to just say, look, you know, before it gets too bad, just say, Hey, it's, it's just, I think we got to go separate ways. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not sure this is, this is fully working out for both of us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but then the promote fastest is, is really, you know, and we just did this because when you have somebody that's valuable in your company, you want to make sure that they stick around. <laughs> so you want to make sure you promote that and say, Hey, we believe in you. Uh, we trust you. Hey, we're going to give you a little bit more responsibility. We're going to promote you to, so you could see that upward, you know, um, projection. And so building a team is, is absolutely necessary to scale. I would say before you build your team in my, le- like kind of lessons, um, start to build out your processes first, you know, um, figure out the structure. Cause when you bring somebody on board, a lot of times you're going to do some training or something. Um, you know, it's, it's for them just to come on board and just start killing it. <laughs> I mean, it's rare. It's rare. So you're going to have to give them some kind of format and some structure, uh, to go around that. So, I mean, just having that already readily available, um, even for freelancers or contractors, like having a system is really beneficial. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, you know, just start thinking about that as you're building. I know when you're a solopreneur, you're not 100% thinking about that all the time. But as you start to build, start to build out those systems and processes and say, how do I remove myself from this where I'm not doing everything anymore? Mm-hmm. And so that's actually what I'm working on currently <laughs> is how do I remove myself so this moves like a machine and then I can focus on the vision mission and what's next, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and right now I'm still in the weeds in, in a lot of different things, which, uh, but I'm, I'm slowly removing myself from these certain areas. Yeah. What um, projects are you working on that you're excited about that you can share? I know you have yeah. a lot uh, going on, but um, I'm yeah, curious yeah. to know what what kind of things are you are you working on that you can share with us? Yeah, so you know, one thing that we're working on is um, one of our uh, very uh, beloved clients uh, that we have is Versity. Um, so uh, Blood Center in the Midwest, uh, we are working on their. Um, uh, so first of all, for the past two two and a half years, we've been doing their podcast. Um, but it's really their their strategy of how they're connecting with diverse communities. And so now we're in charge with uh, their recruitment, their donor and community outreach strategy. So we're building that strategy, but not only building it, we're executing against it. So um, we're getting them involved in things like um, esports. You know, so like, how does a company show up differently? You want to attract the younger market. Well, they're involved. I mean, gaming is on the rise. Yeah. I mean, um, it goes back to the care, care about what they care about yeah. concept, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and if they want that, that brand visibility in front of that group, it's like, you got to figure out some activations inside this stuff. But the problem is like, they're like, we don't know nothing about that. <laughs> so we're helping actually make that connection happen. So, you know, using branded entertainment. So how do you get involved with tournaments? How do you get involved with um, esport initiatives? How do you get involved from a local, regional and national level? How do you get on some of these Twitch live streams that are getting millions and millions of views uh, just in one weekend and no one's in the business world is talking about it? Yeah. I mean, they're getting sometimes views that are that are matching or exceeding some like NBA finals 
type of like viewership. It's crazy. And the, and a lot of these very corporate businesses, they're not diving into it because they don't know how to. So we're helping bridge that gap, you know, with working with that. Um, another thing for internally, we're really focused on, um, promoting diverse, uh, voices. Um, but also, you know, our lead the movement business conference. We're super excited because we're doing it again. Um, on the Summerfest grounds uh, this year. So all our announcements are coming out very soon. Um, but I mean, we're really excited because we took a lot of the feedback from the first one and we're just, we're just applying it, you know? Um, so just community impact, creating job opportunities, um, entertaining value, uh, business education, entrepreneurship. I mean, tons of amazing things. So those are the two like projects I love talking about because <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're, they're so expansive and um, the impact is, is real. Yeah. I mean, if you look at what they do, I mean, it's super important, right? Because without that, a lot of lives are, are in danger. So yeah. thank you for, yes. for the work that, yes. that you're, you're helping them do. Yeah, for sure. It's an awesome, awesome cause. Um, this might be a tough question, Jamar. Yeah. What is the number one business lesson that you've learned so far? Yeah, I would say... Let me think about this for a second. So the number one business lesson. Oh man. I, okay. This is, I'm learning this for myself and um, I've been talking about this a lot lately. So one number one business lesson is you gotta, you gotta niche down and, and, uh, and create focus. So one of the problems with forever media is that we're doing a lot of stuff. <laughs> and I just had a guy yesterday. He's like, dude, so when I met you about nine months ago, we had a conversation. You told me about what you did. Then I started following you. And so I met him then it's been nine months later. I met him yesterday and he's like, I don't think you do the same thing. Did you pivot your business? Like what happened? And it's because we're doing so much. You know, we got a podcast. I'm speaking. I have my book. Uh, we do events. Um, you know, we, we help organizations with branding and marketing strategies. We're doing video content. We're doing social. Uh, there's just a lot of areas that we're doing. And then we have a lot of nonprofit engagements and, you know, we're doing a lot of stuff. And so. I would say focus, like before you spread yourself too thin, focus on what works, you know, just really dive into it. And then once that really gets cranking where that's a, it's a system and you understand you can actually do projections, you know, on the profitability and you can really say, hey, okay, this is going to scale. Mm -hmm. That's another thing. Work on what's going to scale. So focus on those things and then start to branch out. I mean, it's so easy when you see shiny things around <laughs> and you want to go and grab them. Um, or like for me, like I know, especially at the conference last year, I know anything I put my mind to, I can achieve it. But that's also a scary thing yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. because I may do something that may distract me from the actual business initiative. Yeah. So last year was a huge learning lesson because I had put so much effort blood, sweat, and tears into that conference where there was like probably about three or four months we weren't actually actively searching out new business. So it was a huge hit to the business because what happened is, I mean, yeah, we had kind of our reoccurring monthly things, but as those started to end and then it was all on the conference, there was a moment there was kind of scary because all of a sudden like, okay, well, we're getting some sponsorship money, but this is for the conference. So where's the business revenue coming from? And so that was a huge learning lesson, mm -hmm. you know, for me, because I had spread myself way too thin. I accomplished some amazing stuff, but it was what it was, it was too much. So now this, this year is all about. Focusing down, people are going to see a lot of different, you know, things from us where we're going to just not do certain things. Um, but we're, we're niching down, focusing and doing the things we're absolutely great at that's going to make some money. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was having this very conversation literally with somebody, uh, the other day. Uh, we were talking about clarity and focus 
and I was sharing sharing with them. Um, I have a joy meter. Okay, for it's go, it's, it goes from zero to ten. If whatever it is, this includes people. Hundred percent, hundred percent, yeah. If it falls at a seven or below, I simply don't do it. Even if I could, mm. you're gonna have to register at at least an eight. And people ask me all the time, "Well, Elsie, you could be doing this in your business, or you could be doing that. Is it an eight? Not doing it." And that that sort of helped me um, really triangulate because if I wake up in the morning. I lived a lo- enough years of my life where I woke up and I ain't like those people. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to go to this job. Like I refuse yeah. to do that anymore. And so yeah. it's like, if it's an eight, I consider it. If it's a seven, I don't even consider it. So a joy meter. That's a joy meter. You know, I, um, as I've been focusing down uh, my business now, I actually wrote down, I had a big whiteboard and I wrote down everything that we do. And I actually wrote down, um, do I enjoy it or not? And I put it in categories. Now I didn't have a meter, but I did, <laughs> I did say like, do, do I have a passion for this? Am I happy about it? Do I get excited about it? Mm-hmm. Um, and some things I, I was like, I like doing it for other people, but I don't really like all in all, do I really enjoy this? Um, and so I think that's really important as an entrepreneur because mm-hmm. you could do a lot of, especially creatives. Yeah. Um, if you're more analytical, operational, yeah. you know, you may not get into this stuff, but creatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we didn't. We didn't even go down that road. Yeah. Um, like we have that in common, where um, I have I've cut my teeth a little bit in that that artist world, and so my brain is kind of split. Like I can I can break down the strategy, I can yes. execute it, but I can sing you a, ma- a mean song too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. right, right. <laughs> so so you're right. With creatives, we we have so many options. Yeah. Um, and we create things. We make things from nothing. And so yeah. it's easy to say, oh, well, I wonder what this would be like if I went off and did this thing. And it's very, very difficult to rein that in and say, oh no, it, it's there, but let's it's focus essential. over here. So as you start to have people in your business, then they're counting on you. Then all of a sudden your decision making is not just you. You're not being just affected by that. Right. And so that was another big realization. Yeah. For me. Like yeah. I can personally take risk and yeah. do a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But when you start to build a team and their lives, you know, their livelihood is depending on you. Mm-hmm. And so you make one wrong move. That's why I have so much grace for entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, and not a lot of people give a lot of, cause oh, like, you're the boss, you're the owner. Like, you know, it's cool. You know, <laughs> you have so much pressure on you constantly every mm-hmm. day to make the right decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the more you stretch out, like if it's not a home run or it doesn't land, like it's not just you that's affected. It's your it's your organization. It's your team mm-hmm. that's affected. Mm-hmm. It's real real lives. Yeah, and and those changes um, that us creatives sometimes think, oh, we'll just try this. That trickles down. It yes. frustrates your team because you don't have yes. processes, you don't have procedures, yeah. you you can't give clear instructions because you're making it up. You I don't make, know. I'm making it up. <laughs> I don't know. I did this last night. <laughs> Right. And so, and so, your, so your point is super critical that as the as the founder, the leader, like you, you have to you have to recognize that. How is this decision going to impact my team? Yeah. Um, that's new. This new software. Uh, like I can tell you right now, we're, we're looking at some different things. Mm-hmm. How does that in, in affect the team? Yeah. Are they going to be able to to pick this up? Yeah. How how is that going to affect our efficiency, our yes. workflow? Like, is that going to yeah. um, cause our customer experience to change? So, yes. like, you have to really be aware of all those things. Yeah. It's not as simple um, as just let's make this change and try this new thing. Yeah, let's do that. And the bigger you get, the more that that becomes an issue. 
Um, and so that's why I know why bigger, you know, gi- you know, gigantic organizations have such a hard time with change. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's hard to move. And depending on the culture of the company, it's hard to, you know, make even for, uh, I remember I was talking with, um, I was trying to get Google involved with our conference last year. And, you know, the reason why it didn't happen is that she, she basically said like, this looks like an awesome opportunity, but to like the reason why it didn't happen first, they couldn't find the right person to say yes to it because it's so big. And the other thing is she's like, when you try to get a gigantic ship to move one degree over, it takes a lot of effort <laughs> for that to happen. And she's like, and so, but, but then she said, once you're in, then it's a lot easier. Because yeah. once you do it, like once they know, like, oh yeah, that's the thing we sponsor every year. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's the thing we get involved. We send an X amount of people out to, mm-hmm. you know, then it becomes a thing. Yeah. But if it's new, you got to move one degree. There's a gigantic ship. And that was a yeah. good visual for me. Yeah. 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 I, I love the one degree. Um, I was, I was sharing with somebody the other day. It's like my goal this year is to get better by 1% every day. And by doing that, mm. at the end of the year, I've gotten better 365%. Yeah. So I feel that. I feel that in my soul. Yeah. Um, what's the biggest life lesson you've learned? I mean, I kind of touched on it before, but I mean, self-awareness is, is the biggest. If you, if you unlock that, you, everything else is manageable. Got it. You know, um, and I think for, for myself, um, I would say that, you know, take the disc assessment. Um, it's really, that changed my life. Um, just knowing how to communicate with people, how I communicate, because um, I'm looking for it every single time. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to you, I'm, I'm putting you in boxes. You know, well, don't put me in a box. <laughs> I want to be in a box. Well, it's more like a grid. A grid. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a grid. I'm, I'm just, you know, and 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 depending on discussions and topics and and that type of stuff, you, you may bounce around a little bit, you mm-hmm. know. But I'm trying to figure out like, okay, how how do I interact? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's helpful because it gives you a guide. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I think humans are very, they're all over the place. It's a spectrum. And yeah. so you have to try to find a guide to, you know, especially when you talk about negotiation or building a relationship with mm-hmm. somebody, mm-hmm. you got to try to figure out how do you, how do I guide the conversation? Yeah. You know, um, yeah. so that was, that's some of the biggest life lessons for me is the self-awareness and just, you know, personal development, just, just making that investment in yourself, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, this didn't happen by accident. Yeah. You know, of, of how I think today, mm-hmm. you know, it's because of the time investment that I put in myself. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, uh, just as an FYI, I shade on all, uh, for the, uh, really? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm almost, not almost equal. I'm more, uh, DI. Yeah. But I shade in all, yep. all the areas. Um, yeah. that's that creative and that operations yeah. brain kicks in and they have fights sometimes. <laughs> My creative side will be like, <laughs> We should do this. This will be brilliant. And then yeah. my operations, I'm a, I'm a recovered engineer. Yeah. And that size, like, uh, actually, <laughs> that's how you know when, when a person, uh, a C, they always start with actually. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, we need to make sure that we have this, 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 and this. And then the creative side is like, eh. Yeah. We, don't, we don't need all that stuff. Let's just go. And so um, most of the time they come to a happy medium and, and we um, are strategically random mm-hmm. is, is the word I like to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, it yeah. seems like a really good strategy, but some of it is kind of random. <laughs> it's just kind of <laughs> kind of happy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll give you an example. So uh, at our other location, we have um, like when you walk in, you, you know, it's the red carpet. Um, that it seems like okay. That's a brilliant marketing thing—the red mm. carpet and we're rolling it out. But actually, see, it's, it's happening. We were recording, and the floors are hard, and so people would walk by in high heels, and uh, the clicks would get into the recording. 
Yeah. And so I went to the, 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 the manager and I was like, these high heels are killing me. They're getting into the recordings and the, the customers that are hearing it and they're concerned. Can I get an area rug to put out in, in uh. front? And they're like, well, I, you know, I don't think that they'll let us do that. Yeah, but what yeah. you could do is you could get a, a runner and put it out there. And so I went on Amazon and I'm looking for runners and a red one pops up and it was a red carpet. <laughs> like that would be dope yeah. to have a red carpet. And so that's how that happened. Yeah. So there's some strategy, a little, but not really. It was kind of random. Yeah. So, but that's, <laughs> that's the story of my life is like things happen and I they think just. I was a hundred percent. I mean, you problem solve. I did. You know, you problem solve that. Yeah. Which but what are the chances of a red one popping up? Though? I mean, I that's random. A red one. <laughs> that's random. <laughs> that's pretty random. <laughs> so yeah. we, we'll have, probably have to do another show where we just talk about the creative journey because I think yeah. that's important to talk about. Yeah. Like, um, and honestly, I just want to jam out and yeah, of some course. stuff. Yeah. Um, but if people want to learn more about what you do, projects you have com- coming up, or uh, to just say hi, how can they do that? Yeah, I mean, uh, two ways. So one way is I uh, go to uh, www forevermedia.com. Um, so that's a great way to get engaged. Sign up for our newsletter. Um, so we're always pumping out different things that we're doing there. Uh, and we have um, in the back end, we actually have a lot of educational content that we're building out in there. So you can definitely learn a lot more of how we're doing it, why we're doing it, um, and different strategies to grow and um, excel your career. And then also uh, hit me up on LinkedIn. I mean, I do respond. <laughs> It may take a second, but I do respond, you know? Got it. So, he, might, he might be late. Yeah, I but, might be late on the response. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me up. You know, I always say this every every single time. And, and if you see people on, you know, LZ's show, reach out. Reach out. Like, shoot your shot. You know, I mean, take a chance. Do You know, take that first step. And a lot of people will watch this stuff and they won't reach out. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean... The amount of people that I've been able to reach out to and actually get a response to, what I'm like, I didn't realize. So I just had uh, CJ Watson. Um, he was a former, he played in the NBA for 10 years. So he played right along Derrick Rose and, and Chicago Bulls. Um, he was just on my podcast. I just, he liked one of my posts. I reached out to him and then he was like, yeah, I'll do it. Just reach out. <laughs> I mean, just reach out to these guests because you never know. Who's going to, you know, be able to align with what you got going on and what's going to happen to change your circle? Awesome. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for your time. And we'll talk with you yeah, next man. time. Appreciate it. All right. Cool, man. If you got value from today's show, we want you to join the Enterprises Elite email list for more nuggets and resources. And remember, no excuses, just execution. Go get it. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.